Welcome to the Super League Raw podcast. Get ready for lively discussion, passionate debate, unbiased analysis, and a celebration of the greatest sport on earth, the Betfred Super League. You will soon come to realise you just cannot beat a bit of Super League Raw weekly. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, as they say, what a blabber, ladies and gentlemen. We do apologise for that. But anyway, what can you do? What can you do? We're back, and that's the main thing. Super League Raw Weekly is back for a brand new season. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Uh, I'm going to be busy this week, aren't I? But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> with me today is Greg and Joel. Uh, good to have you with us, fellas. Uh, we're having to think on the fly now <laughs> going into this one uh, tonight. But uh, great to have you back, gentlemen. Good to be back. Good to be back. Here we go. Nine more months of joy. Yes. We've all been caught off guard, haven't we? We've all been caught off guard, but anyway, not to worry. I, I tell you what, though, um, it's great to be back. It doesn't seem five minutes since we last hit you, if I'm being perfectly honest. No, it's, it's gone uh, It's gone pretty quick, hasn't it? It's just, we're just looking at the powers that be have put Christmas in between rugby league seasons just to give us something to look forward to in between. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Probably getting trouble for that now. Lots to, lots to get through this evening. I'm going to have to think long and hard because I've been planning to do this on someone else now. My head's all over the place. Um, but anyway, You'll be it could fine. Be worse. You'll get through it. It could be worse. Uh, I could have renamed Bellevue, the DIY Kitchen Stadium, the floodlights go out. Well, anyway, that's another story, isn't it? You know what I, mean? I think like, that was Sean Wayne pulling the plug when they were getting Do you think it was? Yeah, a DIY company. Uh, now <laughs> the figurehead of Wakefield and the lights go out. You just couldn't write that script, <laughs> could you? But, uh, but, but, but there you go. Right, let's, uh, let's see if we can remember what we were actually going to go and do. Starting off, I think we were going to start off with uh, International Sonoa. It was going to be uh, not Samoa, Samoa. I mean, you know, back in the last year, a ten-year plan for international rugby league was announced, and uh, at the second hurdle, Samoa really putting uh, the cat amongst the pigeons. I mean, they they can't they can't pull out, can they? I would hope not. I would hope not. You know, we we, we try our best on this show not to bash rugby league because everybody else seems to do it for us. Um, I really hope that that something can be be resolved and and they they, they do come. You know, Samoa are a great. They've got some great players, and that'd be, that'd be um, a good challenge for England. Yeah, if they do come over, yeah, I'm hoping that 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 something can get sorted. I really am. It'll be a bit, it'll be a sterner test, won't it? Than, than perhaps Tonga. I mean, I, I don't know about yeah. you, Joe, but I, I was a bit disappointed in the end with Tonga. Yeah, um, I was. I think that we, um, we as a country, probably, um put ourselves down a little bit. We don't realise just how good of a a team we are, and um, mm. you know we're we're always there mixing it with the big boys. Um, I'd certainly yeah. say that we could be the top three for sure. So um, I think for us to be real contenders and be viewed in the same breath as New Zealand and Australia, we need to be testing ourselves against much more stern opposition. Yeah, I agree. And Samoa, Samoa would be that, wouldn't they? I mean, they, they would absolutely yeah. be that, wouldn't they? Absolutely, yeah. See, the yeah. thing with Samoa is they've. They've got some real big, heavy uh, front-running forwards, um, and that's something great for us um, because I think that's where we're also known for being quite hard-hitting. We might not have the biggest blokes, but we've we've certainly got the passion there, and I think that's yeah. where the real test. I think, I think with Samoa, they've got some backs who are bigger than the forwards as well, which has got to be a test. They do. 
<laughs> they got some big lads in that side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like I said, they can't, they can't renege on that. I mean, a big welcome as well to our podcasters. So, yeah, new for this season. You'll have seen it on the trailer that we put out yesterday. Uh, we are going to be uh, putting this out as a podcast as well. So, on a Wednesday morning, you'll be able to download Super League Raw Weekly on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and you'll be able to listen to it in your car. So, if you missed the live show uh, and you can't watch the webcast, you can watch it on the uh, listen to it. Sorry, on the go. So, welcome to all our new. Uh, podcasters yep. out there that might be catching Super League Raw for the first time. It's great to have you with us. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to all of our channels on Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. Get involved is what we would say uh, to each and every one of you. Uh, going yeah, I'll be, I'll be listening season. tomorrow morning on the training. Well, I would have been if there had been a train strike, but certainly on, on Thursday I'll be listening to it. Yeah, absolutely. Training. Yeah, definitely. Listen, listen to it back. And uh, we see where we see where we go with that. Uh, but yeah, happy days indeed. Uh, the next thing, um, Super League Plus has been announced uh, long overdue. I mean, obviously, I was talking pretty much all through last year, wasn't I, about the NRL one and how good value for money the NRL one was. And yeah. chaps, great to see that uh, we've now got that over here. I mean, beats a Sky sub- subscription every game, other than I believe the ones that Sky choose will not be streamed, is my understanding. Um, yeah. Every other game will be on there. But for 129 quid a year, what a bargain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there was always there was always that thought in the back of everybody's mind that we were going to charge extra for it. But is it not the first 15 rounds we get to see every game? On Sky, every on game. Sky, line, yeah. and then it every goes out to, the, the, to the, the, the Super League Plus. Uh, the yeah. BBC have also picked up, which is... You know, we haven't had a chance to talk about the BBC deal as well, which is, yeah, you know, is is a step forward. Is a step forward. But I, I did think that that Channel Four did an absolutely fantastic job, and I do feel yeah. sorry for, you know, for for the guys who who did such a good job over the last two years. But hopefully, the BBC will be able to promote it to another wider terrestrial audience, and then yeah, yeah, you know. If they sell the product well enough, people will invest in extra games towards the end of the season. So it's up to yeah. Sky and it's up to BBC to sell sell Super League as, as a product. It is, you know, as a, as the sport it is. So yeah, exciting times. It'll be good to see all the games being being televised. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, Joel, I mean, uh, you know, for people who love the rugby league, it's it's never been any better, has it, in terms of of this. No, exactly. You know, you think back 10 years ago, even five years ago, if you was to say, let's get Channel 4 involved, let's get some subscriptions in Sky and getting a BBC involved, you'd probably just laugh at someone who said that. Um, so yeah. The fact that now that we're in these conversations and also there's like almost like a bidding war for the rights to broadcast it shows that we're <laughs> clearly arguing in some sort of right direction. Yeah, I, I, yeah that, that nail on the head there. Joel, a bidding war. People actually yes. trying to outbid each other to, to show the game on TV. That can only be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking about, uh, you know, uh, turmoil over the over the winter months, it was announced, of course, that Magic Weekend goes to Allen Road. Now, Greg and I have already got the accommodation booked. So it's game on. Uh, but what I would say, you know, <laughs> look, I mean, everybody loves Newcastle. Of course they do. I mean, Leeds is equally as, as you know, it's a good city. Leeds is a good night out. Uh, it's more central. 
in terms of the 62 corridor. Um, however, it's a tired venue. Um, what did you make of this? Uh, Joel, I'll start with you on that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big stadium and it can hold a lot of fans. Um, it is pretty central to this M62 corridor. Um, <clears throat> though, my only reservation is it's known as a football stadium. We want to really get away from football stadiums and bring it to rugby grounds. Um, now, there's a lot of, obviously, um, a lot of clubs that use football stadiums, but they equally use it for rugby as well. Um, so it is a shame that we're having to do that, but I think for us to gr grow the fan base and grow the atmospheres, we have to be in these bigger stadiums, which we don't really have um, at this level at the moment. Well, I mean, the only football ground, I mean, it's like your ground, though, isn't it? And Wigan, you know, they, they've got a bit of a capacity. I mean, we, we very seldom filled a magic weekend, albeit the lineup on the Saturday this year, you know, that's some lineup, Warrington, yeah. going up against the, 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 in their own city, and of course, Wigan Saints preceding that. So that that's uh, that, that's an interesting an interesting starter for 10. Ben, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, um, I, I, I'm still, if the whole point of Magic Weekend was taking it to areas of the country where we could spread the gospel of rugby league. You know, Leeds is a rugby, is a rugby, it's a football, it's a rugby league town, it's a rugby union town, it's a cricket town. Yeah. I, I'm still, um, I'm still of the mindset that if we're going to do something like that, we take it to somewhere where the mark, the RFL marketing can get really involved. And my, my, you know, I've said for a long time that when we went to places like Newcastle to Edinburgh, you know, certain schools should be allocated a, t a, sit a town, a rugby league town to to study and to, to research and to look at. And those rugby teams went there and took kits to them and gave them free tickets to watch them on the day and spread spread the word of rugby league to people who hadn't actually seen a game before. That You know, that never happened. But um, I, I still think if we're going to have the concept of, of of a magic weekend, we need to go to places that aren't, you know, rugby league heartland. No, I, I'd like to see this go to somewhere like Leicester or Nottingham or somewhere like that. That's going right into Union territory. That's exactly Union and football, but Murrayfield, Cardiff, you know, but but do it right and and get school kids involved and get the teams a school, a primary school, a rugby league club adopts a primary school for the week of of Super League and the players go in there and they 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 do you know whatever they they do rugby league drills with them and give them free kits and give them the free tickets and for that day they support Wigan, Leeds, Warrington, Hill KR, whoever and, and make a good yeah. impression and and you know some of them may just stay with the sport maybe I mean thought on it anyway a lot, a lot of people in the chat are happy. Uh, Darren Salatico, hello, Darren. Welcome back, my friend. Uh, Ellen wrote a poor choice with Darren. Uh, Steph Sale, back with us next week. Will be Steph. Less magic, more tragic is what Steph's got to say, which is typical Steph, isn't it? There he goes. Um, good evening as well to, as always, uh, Dawn. Uh, Dawn's with us as always. Adam, I got your message. I will be in touch, sir. Uh, Kevin Ogden, good evening to you as well. The usual crew flying in, watching the first. Good to see you all back. Weekly of the new season, which is absolutely fantastic. Well done, one and all. Right, um, let's move it on. Um, let's move it on to 
rule changes for 2024. I'm going to start um, with the one that I think we're all delighted about, which was because we we talked about it all last season. This yeah. stupidity of uh, you know getting a six again in your own half. Uh, thank God that's been abolished. That's going to be a penalty this season. Uh, yeah. I think every one of us are delighted over that, aren't we? Yeah, I, I personally like to see the six again rule uh, got rid of. Personally, I think it works in the personally. attacking half, though, mate. Yeah, but in the attacking half, I think it works. I mean, if you're if you're on the front foot, you know, the twenty meters, the fifteen meters out, ten meters out, and somebody, you know, some you think of the chaos they're trying to cause in and around the rook, and the referee goes six again, it keeps the momentum going. There's no, I know, I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. But, I know what he's saying, but I think a lot of people's arguments is that the six, the award of six again, has been so arbitrary. Yeah. And that's mm. the thing. That's the problem with it. It's so arbitrary when a referee decides to wait to, to wave the tackle count down. And that has yeah. been people's, and that's been fans' main argument. I mean, people in the chat, correct me if, if you think I'm talking rubbish. But I think that's been the main gripe with rugby league fans, that yeah. it, it's arbitrary. You can get teams lying on and lying on and lying on. The referee does nothing and then they barely touch a player and, and it's six again. I think that's the thing. I think it's it's so arbitrary that that I I just just I I personally I I'm getting bored of it now and I'm glad they've moved in this direction. Don't get me wrong, because like I say, we were talking about it all last season. Yeah, I think eventually, I think I think the six again should be phased out. Well, I'm disagreeing with you because all There's last surprise. year, near you. I was straight away. Because last year, <laughs> if you remember, my argument was exactly the real change that they brought in in your own half should be a penalty, but actually the momentum piece of, you know, when you're on the front foot in the opposing half, I see the merits of it. So we're disagreeing. So let Joel be the sense. Go on, Joel, over to you. What's your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, so you are right for the attacking side. It, it, it's 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 great because it, it, it kind of keeps the flow going, especially like, you know, when people are trying to milk penalties as well. Um, but I think the, the great thing about a penalty is that also keeps, keeps it going too. Um, I think... You look. I certainly know. Sorry, last season a lot um, was a lot of players were going down with cramps. People were getting injured, and is that because you know they're having to constantly go, go, and go? You know, in, in rugby, there's some there's some hard meters made, and um, a lot of physicality, and just that the extra few seconds of rest actually maybe creates for a better, more quality game of rugby, and that slight break that a penalty gives may allow for that less injuries and maybe just a bit more quality of, of game and less desperation as, as what was shown last year. Yeah. That is in the post. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, let's move on to the next real change then. Uh, the 18th man, we're going to be seeing more 18th men in 2024 because uh, just to get into the detail on this one, it was uh, two players had to be taken off the field of play with HIA and not returned to the field of play in order for the 18th man to be executed. And very seldom did we see the 18th man utilised. However, this season there has been a change. Uh, it doesn't matter what they go off with. Uh, if they go off with HIA or an injury that meant they can't come back onto the field of play, they once you're two substitutes down, you can you can use your 18th man. Um, I think in terms of the spirit of the game, interchanges, keeping contests tight, I see the merits of this. Uh, Joel, start with you on this one. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's much better. Um, it, it certainly stops people from um, 
giving false HAs, let's call it. Um, uh, we did see that happen. Well, let's let's not, let's be honest about it. Um, so now, it, it hopefully, will bring a bit more um, uh, more realness and less chance of potential. Um, well, he, he went off just because he wants to bring on, on a fresh man. Uh, whereas now it'll be more more truthful. So we'll see when when there's a real injury happen twice, which which does happen a lot in rugby. Uh, we'll get we'll get a true interchange for that. Greg, you happy with this? Yeah, one? yeah, common sense, common sense. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. if 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 players, if players are playing on, you know, we could get those injuries in the first 10, 15 minutes of a game. That means players who would be spelled might have to do the full eighty minutes, more chance of injury. Um, so yeah, I think that that's that's quite a a common sense approach. Good to see. Yeah. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we then go to what we're going to go to next. Uh, the Asiata has come in. Uh, obviously, last season's actually smiling already. So last year we had a load of sport, didn't we, over the Asiata tackle technique that that led to the Wormsley and the uh, um, Parsley injuries yeah. and Knowles and the Wellens piece and all the rest of it. And we were arguing perfectly legal because it was legal at the time. Of course, it was legal. legal Still is legal. Time. And now it's changed. And uh, yeah. now. Um, now they're going to make it, uh, you know, endangerment, reckless endangerment. Reckless, yeah. Well, reckless they've not actually said, they've not actually said, have they, that an Asitazi-style tackle is reckless, but they've just said, in in the view of the referee, if it <laughs> if it's a reckless tackle. So, oh, uh, you know. <laughs> no. But, oh, but I'm at, we're 20 minutes in and I'm all. Are you starting? Are you starting? I can see that. I can see that. Joe, Joe what's your thoughts, mate? Joe, you on, go. On this one? Well, I think it's a bit daft because I feel like these players that might end up missing some games, they'll be getting match bans for something that me, us three would deem to be absolutely fine. I think yeah. it goes back to common sense, doesn't it? It does. You know? What what intent was there? Yeah. What was it? What was the the idea of behind it all? And what was the circumstances? There's so many variables. I think it's just silly. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it. You get the idea sometimes in rugby league. The one that shouts loud enough gets everything their own way. And, and True. yeah, and it, you know, yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with those tackles. Yes, they result in injury, but it's rugby league, boys and girls. It's rugby league. And you know, and if, think... if you don't. You, you risk every time a rugby league player steps on the pitch, no matter what level, women's rugby, men's rugby, amateur professional, you risk getting injured. That's the nature of the sport. And if we, if we reduce, if we keep reducing that and reducing that with, with real change after real change, pretty soon we are not going to have a sport. Yeah. And that, that's what worries me with this. And well, again, this is... it's down to the interpretation of the referee. You know, that, that <laughs> similar that same tackle happened to Stefan Ratchard in a grand final, but that was deemed okay. And the yeah. real there was no real change. It happens last season to two Saints players, and this goes back, and I'm sorry, Saints fans, but this goes back to he who shouts loudest gets heard, I'm afraid. You know, come on. Let's well, have a there's bit a bit. There's, there's, there's a few that agree with you in the chat. I mean, th- that same sentiment has actually been mentioned in the chat. Who shouts loudest uh, as has been mentioned in in the chat tonight, uh, which is which is quite interesting uh, to say the least. Uh, you know, hello to everybody out there. Did I say 
I've got I've got one here uh, from Darren. Darren said, "Who's oh dear, where, where are we? Who's who's Asitaz? Did I say that was me? That was me. That was you. Yeah, that was me. I was worried it was me for a minute. Reginald, disgraceful. Disgraceful. You know how much trouble I had seeing James Roby on Saturday. So that's that's another story. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, Alan Clegg saying this is going to open up a a can of worms. Um, Dawn Baker asking, is there a time limit uh, to the 18 man? I don't think there is, Dawn. I haven't read that, Uh, lads. uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've not heard anything. We'll find out. With we'll regards to that, Joel, you said something a minute ago. I just want to pick up on in terms of players missing games. Obviously, twenty twenty five, whether it happens or not, you know the head height, uh, the the tackle height lowered to below the armpit. I saw this at reserve grade last year. It was it was diabolical in terms of the penalty fest that went on. Uh, you know, a lot of coaches, a lot of players have come out not in favour of this. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if this is brought in in twenty twenty five. However, two things that the referees are looking at: one, the ruck speed this year. They say this every year. And it never really materialised. It's going to be interesting to see if it materialises this year. But the one I want to bring you in on, lads, is is the head-eye tackle. Because what they're saying is that if there is a head-eye tackle in 2024, it's a mandatory grade D and a two-match ban. Now, that, for me, more so than the... uh, I'm going to say what you said then. I've got got Asitazi in my head. Asiata's rule that's come in. Um, (laughs) It's more so than that, for me, poses a massive risk in terms of players sitting out on the sideline. And look, we've played rugby league at you know, a very you know, amateurish level. And, and you know, there'll be a lot of people who, who've done the same. But even the professionals say as well, not a single professional goes out to do a head-high tackle. No. It's not a part of the sport. It, you know, we're talking inches, we're talking moments in games. I mean, this could prove interesting this year. What's your yeah. thoughts, mate? You know, I, I, th- I think it's a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. I really do. You know, we've always we've always had head high tackles. They've they've been a part of the game, and they've rightly been penalised from from the days when I started watching it many years ago. High tackles have always been penalised. It's always, you know, it's always been part of the game that that has been clamped down on. I, I just think when when you're looking at, and I know why they've done it, and it's like head injuries and leading to problems later in life, but. You know, you you they've not done the research because more players are injured actually tackling than they are receiving the tackle. And if you take if you're making if you're making it that your head and your body position is even lower, you're gonna take knees, you're gonna take elbows, you're gonna take your own players' knees, your own players' elbows. We're playing a summer game when pitches are hard, your head is gonna hit the pitch with some force when you're tackled. Are we going to start playing on bouncy castles at some point in the future? Come on, let's have some common sense. Let's let's. Yes, head high tackles should be outlawed, but tackling below the armpit. You know, Leon Hayes. Leon Hayes is is five foot two, five foot three, running through the same with Rob Burrow. What's that exactly? Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if Leon Hayes is running at somebody who's six foot five, that six foot five player is going to find it awfully difficult. And probably do more damage to himself to tackle below the armpit. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've got to let's stop having a knee-jerk reaction. Sympathies to 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 you know to, to those who have, have been affected by what by injuries they've received. 
But we need to have, again, I keep going back and I, I did the, this phrase I used all last season. We need to have a common sense approach. We need to have yeah. proper research. We need to look at the proper causes of injury. What happens, you know, in, in rugby union, head clashes and players are being sent off for accidents. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. We don't what, want that. What, what happens if two players from the same side clash heads, as we've seen in a tackle? Do yeah. they both get sent off? Yeah. No, I mean, on, and, 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 and what you're talking about there is a grey area. Two players of the same team, that wouldn't happen. But, you know, but... But it's still a head clash. Is, if that's what, it, what it is, you but, get a red but, card. But it's called friendly fire. But this, yeah. but, but what you're what you're talking about there is, you know, two, two players of the same team, head clash, nothing had happened. But two opposing players, head clash, we're probably going to see a bad... And there's a massive grey area around that. And I think, you know, yeah. as the season unfolds, we'll have to see how this goes on. Joe, very briefly, what's your thoughts on this one? Yes, but the first thing I thought of with that was, we talked to him about a bit about magic, didn't we? You know, magic weekend. How can we have a magic weekend when certain magic things happen in rugby that we can't do anymore? You think about a fullback getting taking a sprint on with, with somebody who's going down an halfback down middle line and he's chasing after him. He can't look, no longer grab him by the, by the shoulders and by his top and drag him down for a tackle. Now he's either not going to chase him or he's going to tap his ankle and Definitely give him a chance of of, of rolling rolling some of their in hurt himself. What about when you've got two wingers going for it down the line? These TV signature moments, you know, still the sponsorships that are on shirts. There'll be a sponsorships on bu- bubble wrap. It's just absolutely yeah. stupid. You, you know, yeah. we, we can't grow the sport and then be taking three steps backwards like this. Yeah, and do you know what, Joel? That 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 thing about ankle taps. I don't know if. You know, you're running through somebody ankle taps you. You're not ready for it, and you cause you, you, it can actually hitting the ground when you're not when you're not prepared for that ankle tap. Yeah, absolutely. It can, well, it can hurt you more than a, a full on bloody three man well, tackle that knocks you backwards. You know, it's not really it's not for any of us. Into you know, it's a it's an elite level sport. I think when you see players and coaches coming out with reservations, that says a lot. But do you know what? We've got a great, we've got some phenomenal um, people who watch us every week. Let's give some shout outs. Greg Roach, uh, you know, I know you know him, Joel. Great, great one here in the chat from Greg. Uh, Rugby League is great, partly because it's gladiatorial. Can't agree with you more. It's like saying boxers can't punch to the head. And and he's got a point on that. Also, yes. Darren Saletico's coming. You know, how, and, and I take Darren's view on this. How can you start talking about things such as this when it's not mandatory at this moment in time to wear a skull cap? You yeah, know, I'm not saying that skull caps prevent concussions and this, that, the other, but protective headguards. I mean, I know that NRL are advertising that we're gladiators, we don't wear helmets, we don't wear shoulder pads to the people over in America. I get that, but you know, we don't we don't put this stuff on our players. So yeah, it's interesting points that the people who are watching tonight are making. I'll, I'll tell you what, probably everyone would agree agree and with that. They yeah. agree. <laughs> So one, on, one thing, I've, I've, you know, on the back of that, he's like, all right, so we're talking about all this, um, these cameras being at every game. Wonderful. But how about we get more cameras in the game? Why don't we make it a part of the rule change where we, we do have high tackles, but when we have high tackles, it's seen, it's looked back, captain's challenges, stuff like this. Yes. Think, things yes. like that will grow the game and, make people more interested it'll make the players want to go that extra bit and, and try N- not a single rugby player out there wants to go and knock someone's head off literally no 
yes, they want to bash each other about, and that, that's what that's what we said. It's rugby league, but no one's there to really hurt someone badly. And, and yeah, yeah, these these guys have learned proper wrestling techniques. They know how to take people down. Yeah, and you know you'd feel much more safe knowing that a guy who really knows what he's doing, these are professionals here, is going to take you down to the ground and, and protect you. We've seen it many times before when high tackles have happened accidentally and the players have, have stayed over the man, the opposition man, to protect him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what rugby league's about and that's how it should stay. Yeah. Yeah, you go out you go out to hurt the opposition, but you hurt them fairly, if that makes sense. Yeah, they, they are trained from... You know, these professional rugby league players have been playing the game since they were six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. They know how to tackle. They're yeah. trained to tackle yeah. from being a young kid. They know where to hit. Most high tackles, and I'm sure most people in the chat will back me up on this, and you two guys will. Most high tackles are when the ball hits the ball, first, when the arm hits the ball and bounces up, when a, and when a player ducks into the tackle. Yeah, and that is where there are there are there are very few where. The arm is raised and deliberately. We've seen it. We've seen a few. Yeah. You know, the tackle on Lee Penny by, in the Broncos game was one of those, and and that didn't even get a yellow card. Mm. But um, you know, we we see very very few deliberately straight arm to the head to the throat tackles in rugby league. They are mostly accidental, and we need yeah. common. Um, I'm on. A, I'm boring myself now. Yeah. We need common sense. We do. We, we need do. Common sense. So on the on the point of, of uh, common sense, uh, I'll say that uh, okay. Um, Gary Schofield, Gary Schofield, well, well, moving on. Um, Gary Schofield saying only two men in the tackle uh, to would improve the game, which I don't see how you could police that. I think we've gone past that. He's on about reducing again in terms of if you want to reduce concussions, go from ten meters to five meters. Is what he said. Uh, which of course reduces the the distance between. He also said two subs would fatigue players more, which would actually open a game up in the second half to the star players uh, and reduce collisions. Um, I'm just going to do a real quick one here, Joel. Yes or no to any of that? No. Okay, Greg. Yes or no? No. Right, well, we move no. on. Uh, no, yeah. captain. No, just, right, the, just the one no. thing. The one thing that I found really interesting, considering every game is going to be shown live, and Alex Sharp's going in on this on the chat on this, and it's exactly where we're going next. Captain's challenge. What a missed opportunity for Captain's challenge. Yeah, major. You you'll think about like they they, they, they did it in tennis, didn't they? And and it was brilliant because it kept yeah. you on on edge of your seat all the time. Yeah, and oftentimes yeah. the rugby players are the ones that know best because they're the ones that are there in exactly. in cricket in cricket. You you. The cricket can cricket We're teams. Not talking cricket. No, but we don't but, talk cricket on rugby league. Super League. But what's going on? Listen, cricket. Listen, David. Oh. You may learn something. Go on, um, in cricket, you can appeal against the decision. I like you say in tennis, you can appeal against the decision. Captain's challenge in Australia works brilliantly, as as does the bunker, and we need to bring in the bunker. Um, Greg, Greg can I, if I may, the only on. appeal in cricket. Is I would appeal to people not to even bother going and watching it, mate. Oh, what mate, a it's game. a great what game. A it's absolute, a great game. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you, you've got game people turning yourself. up in droves now. You know, cricket. No, I bet they're not like, Cricket Dude. is a wonderful game. Good Lord, in fact, shocking. I'll, I'll see you right. in April for for cricket raw. 
mate. And you'll be on your own. You'll be on your own, mate. Well, you uh, will have, mate. So say, nothing new I, there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I would say, uh, what NRL, just want to quickly touch on this and then we'll move on from, from new rules. Interesting in the NRL, I really, I, do you know what? I quite like this one. Rowan Smith would certainly like this one. The NRL uh, this year have changed the rule. Short kickoffs. So to reward people for short kickoffs. Uh, now, if the, the worst it can be is a play the ball uh, where the ball left the field of play, no longer will the team get a penalty, the, the defensive team get a penalty, which of course will probably mean that more, we'll, we'll probably see a lot more short kickoffs and short dropouts in the NRL this year as a consequence of that, which of course, you know, Rowan Smith, I mean, we, we spoke about this last year, Rowan Smith started the season, I remember at Warrington with short kickoffs. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't really work out, but of course, you know when you when you get a penalty where you you know you're probably defending your own thirty at that point when you could be defending from from the opposition's ten. So um, this is an interesting one. I, I'm going to be interested to see how this one pans out in the NRL this year. It's a, it's a real interesting one they put forward. What's your thoughts yeah. on this one? Yeah, I, I think I think it's one that we have to watch. I've not not really not really got an opinion on it um, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea yet. I think we need to see how it pans out and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows? It it might be it might be a, a great thing that that revolutionises the sport again. Look, I think we'll have to see though. No, absolutely, uh, Joe. What's your view on it? Things a bit odd, if I'm being honest. Okay. I just don't know. Unless you are literally a point off at the end and you need the ball back, fine. But that just seems a bit. It just seems a bit strange, really. It might it might work out really well. Um, it remains to be seen. I'm glad they're training, not us. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair yeah. enough. Right. Okay, well, look, we, we, we've gone through a few bits there. Obviously, rule changes. Uh, we were asked to go through rule changes. That's pretty much where it is. As always, we'll see where we go with this as the, the season goes. What I'm going to do now, though, if I may, uh, you'll have seen this on the trailer on the uh, trailer that we put out yesterday for the all-new Super League Raw for this season. Of course, we will we'll, we'll try and sort out the live stream across platforms for next week. Uh, but one of, the, one of the things that is coming in this year is in conversation with, you'll have seen... Um, we launched our podcast with the Dan Sargent one, and this Wednesday, tomorrow night, 8 p.m., uh, on YouTube, on a, and this is exclusive to YouTube and it's exclusive to the podcast, you will not get In Conversation on Facebook. So if you want to see the In Conversation series, it's vitally important. You head over to YouTube, you subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you go on to Apple or Spotify and subscribe to the Super League Raw podcast, and there you will get the In Conversation piece. So we're going to quickly go off camera now, and I'm going to give you a little teaser, because tomorrow night at 8 p.m., it's the turn of Mr. Joe Philbin, and uh, here's a little here's a little taster of uh, of Joe's uh, Joe's in conversation. Here he comes. Forwards point of view, it's a dream a dream come true because uh, you talk about before who were the childhood heroes. Well, as a teenage as a teenager, maybe not a child, but you know Sam was that trailblazer of a forward who went over to Australia as a young guy. And I think you talk about leaving his comfort zone. I think everything he's ever done in his career has been about getting out of his comfort zone. He, you know he. He left Souths when he probably could have been stayed there on a on a load of money for the rest of his career, and went now. Nah, I want to go and crack rugby union now. Um, played a played a World Cup for England rugby union. Probably got um, scapegoated if you if you if you look at what happened, and then uh, you know kind of makes the comeback, um, and then 
like you say, again, could have stayed cushed here on a lot of money in Australia, but no, I want to be a head coach. I want to, I want to show what I can do and uh, has come, has come over here, brought his family over here, young family. Um, so yeah, look, I'm really, really excited to play under him. I've, I feel like it, just in the preseason alone, you know, I talk about what needed to change in our team is probably the, that resilience and that probably that belief and who better, who better to, you know, bring a bit of resilience to the team than Sam Burgess, who, who won a grand final with a broken cheekbone for the full game. So, uh, we did an army camp with them. So there you go. There's a little taster of what's coming uh, tomorrow night uh, on 8pm on YouTube and also on the podcast. Joe Phil been talking for a good hour with me about his career, his testimonial this season. Brand new series for this year. We've got other ones in the melting pot uh, as we speak. We will announce them once they're over the line. But the In Conversation series, new for 2024. Gentlemen, where will you be tomorrow night at 8pm? Watching in conversation. Indeed, indeed. The only place to be. Well done, Greg. It's like you were, uh, we rehearsed that. And we didn't, Almost like as you we asked never me to do. say that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> as we never do. Uh, but there you go. Right. Okay. So, all good, all good sport there. Uh, the In Conversation <laughs> series comes in for this year. Right. We're going to now look at the first four teams. We do this every season. We take a look at four sides uh, in each show on the lead up to the new season. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna go in reverse order. We're gonna start with the London Broncos, and I think one of the things that that was interesting uh, this week was that both uh, Mike Eccles and the owner uh, of the London Broncos, uh, David Hughes, uh, first thing they've done is they've asked for dispensation. If they don't finish bottom of Super League this year, they want to stay in Super League in twenty twenty five. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that's a fair request. Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, relegation and promotion and relegation is on merit, as far yeah. as as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure Joel will agree that you know, if a team finishes bottom, then if we have a system of relegation and promotion, that team that finishes bottom goes is relegated, and I agree with him a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, Joel. Yeah, well, obviously they're going to have to build. On a lot of things, um, and if this grading criteria turns out eventually to be as it is in like in the NRL, you know they're going to want to stay in. So it's it's all on them to 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 build that criteria and, and make sure that they stay in there. Um, I think because they they weren't they weren't really going for Super League per se. They weren't the ones to necessarily go up, but they've taken it on the chin and the the, the yeah the, the t- Taking in the stride, and I think they're gonna they're gonna plant the bill for the future in Super League, hopefully. Yeah. Well, well, Steph's in the chat saying he, he thinks that they're part time. Mike Eccles actually has come out and said no, they're not. There's only a handful of the London Broncos squad that are not full time this season. Uh, that that's been announced uh, by by London. And another good argument that that Eccles has said, and I just want to show you uh, this graphic, gentlemen. So we'll just uh, we'll just uh, put this up whilst we're we're having this chat. One of the things that Eccles said, and I completely and utterly agree with him, that since Super League began, this season it will be their 24th appearance in Super League. Doncaster's never been in Super League. Batley's never been in Super League. Barrow's yeah. never been in Super League. You know, so you go, you, you start looking at who has and who hasn't represented themselves in Super League. There's a few teams there above them in the criteria that have got a higher ranking, which, again, I've got sympathy for that argument. And the other argument we talked about 
which I thought was quite interesting, was the fact that in their, you know, again, I'm not going into the detail of their of their grading, but I will take them at face value. They've reported this, that obviously there is certain grading for where you sit in terms of, you know, the criteria of, of where you sit in your local community. So, for example, the Wiggins and the Lees, you know, they're, they're, they're in competition for, for market share in their area. And they didn't score maximum points, even though they're the only side in London. And they were like, how, how can that be? How can we not score maximum points for catchment area when we're the only club in London? Uh, it's an interesting argument. Yeah. Is London, are London scholars still going? Scholars are still there, uh, but yeah. they've been in and out, haven't they? they, they have yeah, I know I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and, and rugby league is, is a sport that's played in a lot of London schools as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know... It's all very well doing a grading system. You know, if, if we'd have had a grading system before Super League, it would be interesting to see which of the top sides would have actually got top points. Yeah, so absolutely. You know, I I think again, I I think we, as with all sports, if you're going to have a relegation and promotion ski uh, system, it has to be down to what is what happens on the pitch, not what goes on around what goes on on the pitch yeah you know that there are some there are some there are, there are teams in other sports that have won leagues have won cups with absolutely dreadful facilities yeah let's stop making let's stop you know doing these things with rugby league where i don't know we, we try to make things so much more difficult for ourselves i i i did have a and i i, I said this last season i I did have a fear that IMG were the Emperor's new clothes, and I, I do still think that. I, I I can't see what I can't see what they're bringing to the to the game at this moment in time. They may well do something this season that completely surprises me, makes me change my mind. But at this moment in time, yeah. Well, if you remember, apart, mate, apart were... from grading, apart from grading the clubs and and yeah. saying, you know, you've got great facilities, you've got average facilities. I can't see what else they're bringing to the game. Mate, but, but if you remember, mate, they're they're blue, they're they're starting from this season. That that was always the yeah. Thing. So There's this lot, is what I mean. I'm so we're starting to see it now. They are starting to, from a marketing perspective, and all the rest. You're starting to see things move. Super League Plus has come in. There's the well, new, yes, yes. There's the new Fantasy League that's coming in. So there's there's a lot of different things that are coming in. We've seen the new branding of well around Super League. So. We're now starting to see the emergence of IMG. Oh, in the this game. is what I'm and saying. I'm hoping this season they make me change my mind. Yeah, and, and I hope they do. I really, really hope they make me sit up and think. Right, okay, yeah, you were right. Yeah. But at this moment in time, I'm still yeah. thinking Empress New Clothes. Joel, your thoughts, mate? What London? I mean, I mean, I'll just lead you into this as well, if I can, Joel. Feel for London. Should we be going to 14 teams from 2025? That would basically get rid of a lot of this nonsense for me if we got rid of the loop fixture and, and went to 14. Well, the, yeah, I would just I would just studying that um that graph there. I don't know if it was to if that grading system was to be done today, the numbers may change quite a bit. But yeah. um if you was to I've I've always been a fan of increasing the league. When you increase the league, you increase the interest. Correct. Um and then, so say you say you go, do go to fourteen, you know you'd have Toulouse coming up, Wakefield will be back up, uh, Bradford will be back up, um, 
And when you really, when you look at it now, there's certain teams that you'd imagine people like Fev, Witness, especially York, Newcastle. These guys are going to be really wanting to get into a top, a top tier because they know that there's more opportunities. When you've got 12 teams, it's quite a volatile league. You, you're you're always going to have, you know, the usuals going up and down. Whereas if you've got a, a team, a, a league of 14, up to 20, eventually then there's a bigger scope for it, isn't there? You could have a three up, three down, man. Yeah, yeah. The only way to expand this sport is to increase the amount of teams in the top division. I agree. Uh, you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're, a, we're a bit like the Scottish Premiership at the minute where Celtic and Rangers play each other four times a season. Warrington Wigan, I think Warrington and Wigan played each other six times a couple of seasons yeah. ago. Yeah. You, you can't... Like you can't have that. They have games have to be special occasions. You cannot dilute games like Saints and Wigan. You cannot dilate get dilute games like Wigan Warrington or Wigan Witness, Warrington Witness. They have to be occasions. And I, I, I am all I'm, I'm agreeing with with you guys that we need to expand the league. For, for us to do yeah, that as well, could could you know we talked about the Magic Weekend being at Leeds. Why can't it be over in Ireland? Yeah. Why, Why not? Is that, get... is, that, is that because you want to put on your, your, your leprechaun suit, mate? Is that what that is? Absolutely. I want some Guinness, if I'm being if I'm being nice. Oh, I know where you can get a decent pint of Guinness, mate. I know where you can get a very, very good pint of Guinness. Right, let's... Uh, let's get into me this. after the show. <laughs> let's get into this, then. So, obviously, the London have come up. Uh, you know, they're hiding to nothing uh, to, to, some, to some degree. Uh, in terms of what they're at. as you can see, we've changed the graph for this year. We, we've tried to change it a little bit to make it a little bit easier. So, obviously, for those people who don't watch Championship Rugby League, let's look at the retained first and foremost. Um, there's a few good. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some. There's some names in here that you're aware of. You know, the eight and ten there in the prop forwards. You'll know them from their from their yes. Super League days. Don't be. Don't get confused. Matt Davies. He's not Matt Davies of Lee Leopards and Jack yeah. Hughes. Isn't Jack Hughes of Lee Leopards. They're completely different players. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, there's a couple of players that have been retained at London that are well worth a note tonight on this show. The first one is their number one, Alex Walker. Alex Walker, real solid fullback. He had a great season in the Championship last year. Uh, he's one to watch. Uh, of course, Dean Parata was the Championship player of the season in 2023. So it'll be interesting to see how. The Parata goes uh, in this yeah. season. Um, the Castleford 14 all pre season game saw a lot of Castleford fans after the game putting big raps on Emmanuel Wayne, the number 18, said he was a bit of a unit, a real solid unit. Uh, you know, he's, he's and it's this, you know, we'll be talking about this a lot over the, over the preview shows. A lot of Papua New Guinea players have found their way into Super League this year. Emmanuel Wayne uh, represented the Papua New Guinea Hunters. Uh, and uh, like I say, he's he's one that the really that you really need to keep an eye on. Those, those for me, Ollie Lainan as well. But unfortunately for Ollie, I don't think he's going to get much of a of a look in early doors due to who they brought in in the halfback positions, which we'll we'll get to in a minute. As you'll yeah. see there, in terms of who they've lost, there's some names there that will jump out to people who've watched Super League for a while. Corey Norman, uh, you know Dean Ware, uh, they've allowed to leave, and a lot of these players that they brought in are unknown quantities, uh, and they are. So, I mean, in terms of who we're looking at here, um, where am I going to start? Obviously, you know Reese Kennedy. 
from Hulk AR days. Uh, yeah. Sadiq, Sadiq Bailly, you'll, you'll remember him. I think he represented uh, Wakey, I think it was. Yeah, uh, it was. So that's a name. That's a name that people will know. But the one that the one that they the one that they brought in, well, they brought in two the two half backs of the uh, uh, Jack and Pagna Campagnolo. Uh, yeah, if you're going to do it with the accent, absolutely. Uh, South Logan Magpies. Uh, and yeah. what was interesting about him is that Mike Eccles has said about him that he sees this in and, and talk about put pressure on the lad early doors. He said that he sees this very much in the same light as Lachlan Lamb and Brad Schneider. Now that's putting pressure on the lad, but you know he's made no he has made no bones about it. He he wants to go back to the NRL, yeah. Um, and he's he's compared and contrasting to those two players. The other player, James Meadows, number seven, he's been brought in from the Batley Bulldogs. And again, for those of you who kept an eye on the championship last year, James Meadows was very strong for Batley. Last year, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, played really, really well. Uh, you know, this is a 24 year old, got a career in front of him. He's, he's played 102 career appearances, he scored 33 tries, 61 goals. And I think the interesting thing about these players as well, a lot of goal kickers in who they, in, in who they brought in, you know, Josh Raw, you know, he's he's kicked 60 goals, uh, for 29, you know, 20, you know, 60 goals in his career. James Meadows kicks goals as well. Um, Trying to think, there's another one as well. They've brought in that that can kick. I think. I think. Uh, I think Camagnolo score uh, can kick as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think he can. So they brought a lot. They brought a lot in. But I mean, I'm going to. You know, I've tried to summarize a few of these players for you. Players that look. Trust me. You know, these. There's a few players in this squad that that really will probably surprise many. I mean, whether. Whether they shine with what's around them or not, but they've got some real quality about them. And, and what what we mustn't forget here is that whilst London may not be in the Super League in 2025, these players are in the shot window for 2025. Yeah, you know, if some of these guys shine, they will be Super League players in 2025. Don't know what what colours they'll be wearing, but there's a real, real opportunity. Joe, I mean, I don't, you know, I'll come to you first if I may. You know how how well do you know London is? You know, have I, have I been thorough there? Is there other players that you think you know what's going to be worth keeping an eye on? Uh, no, I think you know that that's pretty, some of the things that you've said is is pretty much what I'd uh, I would have said myself. That I think the biggest, a, a big not the biggest, a loss for them um, is letting Dean Dean Juarez go. Um, I think having him in in the team would have been good uh, just to. Kind of give them the the support for Super League. This is a big step up. So yeah. for some of these unknowns, you know, um, I think Alex Walker is a, is, a, is a big, big shout. It's really good that um, because he's, yeah, he's, he's going to be able to uh, just you know keep the boat steady and uh, um, uh, you know can I can I get them through? I believe that um, Emmanuel. Uh, is it Manuel Wayne? Uh, yeah. The one from Papua? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he is an absolute unit. I, I, yeah. I've seen him. He has got. A, he's going to be. He's going to be a wrecking wrecking ball. Um, if he if he gets the chance, um, hopefully he'll get a good good amount of game time. Greg, I'll bring you in. Um, again, same question. Anybody else? I mean, that, that catches your eye? Yeah, I mean. For quite obvious reasons, I think 
think Rob Butler has got a lot to prove in Super League. He, yeah. uh, I think he came from London to, to Warrington. Circumstances around the team at the time meant he didn't get a lot of, of game time. I think he, he he was injured early doors. I I I thought Rob Butler would have been somebody who would have kind of taken on the mantle of, of Chris Hill, mm. come through like that. Uh, from from coming down from the championship into a Super League team and would have done really well. And I think the fates conspired against him. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I'm really, really hoping that, that Rob Butler does really well this season. Because I don't think he got I don't think he got a fair crack of the whip at Warrington, if I'm being honest. Um he did come maybe his fitness wasn't brilliant and maybe that counted against him. But I, I hope Rob Butler really does, um, you know, live up to the potential that he had a few years ago. That That's who I hope really comes to him. Also looking forward to seeing Emmanuel Wayne because he's a beast. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. Well, like I really say, Maloudi as well. We've seen Maloudi twice yeah. in Super League. He, you know, he's he's been, I think he was at FC, uh, played 16 yeah. times before FC. He also went to Toronto, came up to Super League. He played for them. As well, the other player as well, and I apologise to Bill to Bill Leyland there, the hooker. He was the uh, young player of the year in the championship last year. So again, yeah. you know, picking up that award, interesting to see. So you know, no real major surprises here. Um, Everybody is tipping London to finish bottom. Um, I've not seen anybody say they won't finish bottom. The bookies have got them one hundred and fifty to one uh, to win Super League and have put them firm bottom. So. Let's do it. Greg, where are London going to finish in 2024? You know what? They've, they've got absolutely nothing to lose. They've not. And there are, there, are a, there are a couple of teams, established Super League teams, who have been struggling over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, a couple of teams that have lost a lot of players, have got financial issues. Yeah. In saying that they, they I, I think they will likely finish bottom. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of teams above them had real scares. Remember Wakefield and Casford last season. Now, I'm not saying Casford is going to be that team. Uh, I'm just thinking that a couple of teams may be a little bit concerned and may be looking over their shoulders. And it wouldn't be a, a massive surprise if they didn't finish bottom for me, yeah, but I, I think I think they will simply because you know it's a, it's a huge step up. They they haven't say recruited like Lee did last season, and the season before. Yeah. Um, I I think they'll finish bottom, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Let, let's put it Joel, that way. Joe, where do you see him? Yeah, I see them at the bottom, but I I do think though it, it's a good a great opportunity for. Uh, the players to, you know, chance to hand a little bit and show the teams around them with this new spotlight they're going to have, what they can actually do. Yeah. So we might find them yeah. being quite nomadic, throwing the ball around. Yeah. They'll, they'll 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 try and chance to hand in in many situations, and I think they should. Uh, yeah. Like we said, they've, they've not they've not recruited uh, for I'd say a good Super League side this time round. So. Um, but then, on the flip side, if they do find that the teams around the bottom, they're pop- they're getting a few wins here and there. Maybe they need to find out what they're good at and stick with it and try and build on that. Yeah. 
Well, uh, Steph, uh, obviously, I've, I've, Steph will keep telling us in the chat. Steph will be back with us next week. Steph's got him at 11th. Uh, so he doesn't see him bottom. Um, there's a few that are saying that 11th uh, in, in the chat. Uh, but I, I'm a year, I think, that over the course of the season, you know what, it is a toss-up. It is a toss-up. We'll get it. It is a toss-up because we'll 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 move on. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say twelve. I, I, I'd be interested to see if I'm wrong. It, it would be it would be very very interesting if London didn't finish bottom. If they did finish eleventh or tenth, what a de- well, what decision would be taken for twenty five? Well, I'm gonna take a guess that the people are, are watching us live tonight are, are, are gonna possibly be considering maybe this team as the one that's finishing 12th. Um, obviously, Craig Lingard, uh, coach Casper Tigers, newly appointed. Obviously, they've got uh, Maguire as well from, from Hulk KR in the coaching setup. 11th last year, you know, Wakey, give him a big scare, uh, if, if you remember. So, in the same spirit as we did the last one, obviously, because people know these players a little bit more, a little bit less from me on this one. Uh, but first things first, uh, I want to start with the retained. And... Delighted, gentlemen, that I see Jack Broadbent getting the number three shirt for this year. Fully yeah. deserved. For me, he was their best player last year. Uh, Jack Broadbent, three. Great shout. Yeah, agree 100%. Yeah. Probably the best. Yeah, probably the, the best one out of that list, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Danny Richardson coming back. Massive bonus for him as well. I think they really missed him in 2023. Yeah. Danny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's um, he, he does he can he can control a game, can Danny Richardson? If, yeah. if he's if he if his forwards give him the space, he can move that team around the pitch. He's he's a he's a clever player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, interestingly, only three players above the age of thirty: Paul McShane, Liam Watts, and Joe Westerman. They have done a massive job in bringing down the average age of this squad. Uh, which, you know, I think, Joel, you were saying before we came on air, it could work for him, but it could go the opposite way because there's a, a, a lack of a big lack of experience in certain areas of who they brought in. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but clearly, Craig Lingard wanted to reduce the age of this squad, didn't he? Yeah, he has done uh, massively as well. Um, almost a bit too much, I'd say. Um, you look at some of the ones, and I'm sure you'll go into it, that they've lost. Yeah. The strength power is gone. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will come on to that. We will come on to that. In fact, let's come on to it now, then. Uh, let's get into it. So, lost in games, gentlemen. Uh, Greg, I'll start with you. So, you know, you look down that list of who they've lost. Um, the big surprise for me uh, coming into the new season, um, and especially with the numbers as well that's been given out, uh, Jason Gary, Gary must be wondering what the hell's going on, unless he's yeah. asked to remain, unless he's asked to remain at number 23. Obviously, Greg Eden, we've been, I mean, injury prone, I get that. Perhaps the right decision to let Greg Eden go based on cap and based on his injuries. But Elliot Wallace was a massive head scratcher. I, I you know, yeah. that he scored a couple at the weekend, I believe, Joel, for you guys. I mean, when I yeah. saw that Elliot Wallace had gone to Woodersfield, mate, I was a bit surprised at that one. Greg? That... Are you, me or Joel? Yeah, 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 yeah you, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, the, the, the as you say, the surprise to me is Greg Eden because that guy knew his way to the to, to the try line. Yeah, and yeah, his, his age is against him, injuries are against him. But having that experience when you're bringing in younger players, 
could yeah. be a massive boost. But yeah, Elliot Elliot Wallace, I, I think that's a that's um that's a big boost to the Giants. Uh, I think Joe yeah. probably will agree with me. Yeah. Hopefully, us for once. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, it, it's huge. It is. It is is a breath of fresh air for us. It brings a pace. Um, it brings some quality uh, on the wing, which we wasn't sure that whether you know he's going to do that, and that'll be clear to be seen throughout the rest of the season. I know you, yeah. you don't look at friendly too much, but he, he has very much so impressed uh, yeah. all Giants fans. Um, but I, I'm a bit surprised with Greg Eden. I, I understand what you're saying with with uh, salary cap and and things like that, but he was a try scorer, yeah. big try scorer, and he still Huge had a lot of yeah, his record. Prepared. His record, mate, stands up against the best in terms of his strike rate per game. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable. So let's look at the gains then. So you know, Luke Hooley, of course, will know from from Leeds had a shocker against KR last season, early doors, but actually sort of steadied the ship a little bit. Uh, Josh Sim, of course, back uh, in in uh, is Josh Sim. Um, we've got Sam Wood in from KR in his senior, you'll know him well. And like I say, this bit of the whole back line, you know, one, two, four, five, you can argue you don't read too much into to numbers. Um, but this basically suggests that maybe Jason Gary, Gary, who let's be fair, scored the win, you know, scored a massive try in Magic Weekend last year. That that's a lad who's scored some big tries in his young career at, at, at Castleford. Yeah, you know, the fact that he's not got one of those numbers, he might have wanted to remain at 23, we don't know, but you know. The entire back line has been changed year on year. I mean, John Turner was at the end of his career. I've got no issue with that. Uh, that's understandable. You know, Alex Sutcliffe did probably still had a bit to give, but, you know, Sam, I mean, we're big fans of Sam Wood here on Super League Raw. We thought yeah, he was yeah. a good player at KR. Uh, Josh Sim, of course, people will remember him from his Saints days, 19 appearances for Saints, uh, scored seven tries. He also represented Lee as well uh, in his time as well as FC. So, you know, Josh Sim... Uh, has got pedigree in terms of in terms of Super League, but you know, Greg, is that a better back line? You know, compared to who they've lost, is it stronger? Is it weaker? Do you think? Pace wise, it's probably better. Yeah. Experience wise, probably not. You know, um, Nile Levels as well. Nile Levels has, has has gone, and he has huge Super League experience. Um, I I would say in that in that back line there, they've got players. Judging on past seasons that start slowly and build into the build into the season. Now I'm not sure that Castleford can afford to accommodate players who start slowly. And mm-hmm. and you, you know when when London have got nothing to lose and we'd be throwing everything forward when you've got teams around them. I might be I, you know I might be talking out of turn there. I I, I think that pace wise, I think yes. A, that's a fast back line, experience wise. Maybe with Wood, maybe within his senior. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of you look at Greg Egan, you look at Jordan Turner, you look at Nile Evans, and yeah, they're probably at the, in at, towards the end of their career. But I don't know. I'm not. It, it, it's it, it's faster, or it lacks some experience. I would say. But I mean, you know. Joel will bring you back in. You know, you look at there, Josh Hodgson, who they brought in. He can play wing or centre. Can Josh Hodgson, ex London, ex Battler. This is a player who's played, who scored twenty eight tries in seventy four appearances, predominantly at Championship level. And you've let the likes of Nile Levels go. You've let Elliot Wallace 
go. I mean, you saw him score two tries at the weekend against against London. That's the for me of all of those of all of those comings and goings. Would they, in your opinion, have been stronger, Elliot Wallace remaining, and the other four coming in, Hooley Sim, Wooden Senior? That's the one for me. Is is I don't understand why Wallace has been allowed to leave. It's major for me. In fact, it's there's two now levels. And and um, Elliot Wallace, they're the two biggest losses. They, they want a younger squad, but they've let a young lad go who's got some real talent. Yeah. When you look at, if you were to put the losses and the gains on a weighing scale, you know, the losses are, are unfortunately going to weigh heavier than the gains because when you look at them, the only one that kind of makes me think, wow, that, that's a good sign is Sam Wood. And then, yeah, we like Woody. I, I think yeah. he's a- Luke Hooley's okay, but again, he's a slow starter, as is Sam Wood. Yeah, yeah, but is he he a good Super League player, though, that we we don't really Um, know? Yeah, yeah. But for me, is Sam Wood going to cut it? When question? Yeah, I don't know. No, but I will. We, we will see. We then go into the halfbacks, and no surprise. Well, the biggest surprise was that Gary Whitip is going to be lining up in the championship, having retired. That was a that came from nowhere. Yeah. Of course, Jacob Hookham. I mean, a lot of people raved about Jacob Hookham a couple of seasons back. Said they were he's he got a big future at Casper. He's of course been allowed to go, but of course, in comes a player who, again, from the outside looking in, we admire here at Super League Raw, which of course is uh, that one there, Ron Mills. Um, you know, he's replaced. He's a direct replacement for Gareth Widdop. We know that. Uh, here's their head-to-head. Massive difference in age, of course. Very, very similar. But if you look at 11 appearances to 21 last season, he didn't really get a, a shot, um, Rob Milnes, uh, last year. Obviously, he was no. playing second fiddle to, to Lewis and Abdul early doors. Then, of course, Schneider came in. But in the 11 appearances he, he played in, one try, assist 7-10. to 10. Widdop played 10 more games the Milnes last season, seven assists to ten. He's not really a tackle. He's not. That's not really his game. Tackle busts and clean breaks. To, to, to be fair, um, pretty similar. After that, um, I think this is a good signing. I think you know Danny Richardson. We know bit injury. He's had his injury problems, but is it fair to say that they're stronger in the halfbacks going into this season? Would would, would that be fair comment? Yeah, because Willock's gone. I think he he probably dragged them down, if anything, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a season. Good evening, Gareth. If you're watching, <laughs> does he watch? <laughs> I I thought Widdit was absolutely fantastic last season. I won't have anything said against him. I, I think last season was probably, <laughs> if not the season before, was maybe a season too far for Gareth Widdit. Yeah. Um, it's a shame because he's been an absolutely fantastic player, and, and he didn't again. He's another player that didn't get the chance to show Super League what he could do because yeah. of injuries and, and whatever else. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think Rowan Milnes is a good addition. I really yeah. do. He's a clever player. And I, I think he'll he'll slot in there. You know, I, I, I think he's probably a better foil for, for Jacob Miller than mm. Danny Richardson. Um. I think the good thing for Cast fans Miller are a little bit similar sometimes. I think the good thing for Cast fans is the genuine competition there, and there's genuine yeah. competition for those two yeah. starting spots there. Um, obviously, Jordan Johnson allowed to live. Then we go into the props. I mean, you know, you look down that list. You know, Nathan Massey, um, you know, Mataji, etc. Um, yeah, 
yeah, I can, I can understand why they've been allowed to leave. But then these these lads that are coming in, I, I think, you know, both back rowers and props. I mean, you know, they lost Kenny Edwards. We were a big admirers of Kenny Edwards here. But in terms of their yeah. forward line, who they've lost, who they brought in, I think this is a massive gamble. Massive, massive gamble. It could be a genius gamble. It could absolutely bite them on the backside. You know, you look at um, who we're going to go to first. Let's do let's do the props first. Uh, so, so Namo, only twenty three, young man, um, Papua New Guinea international. Um, you know, but he's untried. He's never played NRL. He's never yeah. played Super League. Uh, you then look at Kabula. You know, again, twenty four, prop. Um, X Y or X Wigan, of course, he's played for. I mean, and this again at 24, Warrington, Wigan, Swinton, London Scholars, Dewsbury, Bradford, Oldham, Newcastle, Batley. I mean, at 24, that's a lot of teams to have played for. Um, it's not worked for him at any of those clubs. Big, big gamble. We know Lewis Johnson from his Warrington and, and KR, they never really managed to, to lay no, down a no. marker. We then go to uh, the second row, uh, El Zakim, um, Lebanon International. Shh, you know, let's not say anything. Look at Miska. You know, it's going to be yeah. interesting. Lebanon International, second row again. Never played NRL, never played Super League. And then finally, uh, you've got Nixon Port. You know, 27, again, another Papua New Guinea International. Second rower, never played a game in Super League, never played a game in the NRL. That's why I'm saying it's a massive gamble. While yeah, the yeah. age profile's right, some of those lads are big units, but the, the ones that we know of, Kibula, Johnson, they've never, ever really set the world on fire anywhere where they've been. And the others that they've brought in have no real experience of mm. the two major competitions yeah. in the world, the NRL and, and Super League. And this is where I think a lot of people, when they get into the detail, might give London a shot if these yeah. if these lads, especially the forwards, these lads don't hit the ground running because you know Watson getting any younger. He's not, you know, neither is you know Western. They need a bit. This this could bite them. It really could. What, what's your thoughts on this lot? Uh, the, the 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 props, the forwards that they've retained are are solid Super League forwards. Correct. Yeah, uh, and this is why. This is why I said I think London will will finish bottom, but would not be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, because I think it's kind of um, it's when you, you you've got your fantasy football team and you've got a few quid extra that you need to spend, and then you you have no disrespect to these players by any stretch of the imagination, but they're bringing in like you say players that are untried un or are tried and tested and haven't quite cut it. Although I will say, I think, not because he shares my surname, but Nixon Putt was a decent player in the World Cup. And I think yeah. he could very well be one of the, you know, one of the surprises of the season, Nixon Putt. I think if he if he plays like he did in the World Cup and he put in some outstanding performances in the World Cup, he scored a few tries. Yeah. I think he could very well be you know, one of the standout performers. Um, and he could very well be the one that makes a difference in the back row. Um, yeah. if, if he's given the chance. Um, yeah, but it is the, the player that the props have brought in versus the props that have gone. You know, it, it's, it's, it's not really like for like, as far as I'm concerned. 
especially if they pick up some big injuries in terms of like yeah. Watts, Lawler, Griffin, Rettig, yeah. I mean, that, that could really be hindrance to them. Joel, your thoughts on Castlefin, mate? And, and and once you finish with that, where do you think they'll finish, Joel? Um, I think if you were to ask me what's, who's Castleford's best signing, it's Craig Lingard. I think he's he's got an opportunity to show that a team that's not really got any hopes for going much higher than the bottom three, as we see it, yeah. If he can get them to work together, there could be something in that team there. I don't see it. Um, you look at your props: uh, Liam Watts, Lawler, Betty. You know they're not young, not young lads. The season they're going to do a job for you, but. Are they going to be injury prone? Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. And other than Johnson, if who I'm not, I'm not enamoured with. I don't see what yeah. they're really going to bring. Who, who, who are they, who are they going to learn from, really? Um, yeah. So, yeah, can Craig Lingard put a, a team together? Hopefully. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to stick with the last year's placement of eleventh. Fair enough. Greg, where, where are they going to finish? I, I think, I think eleventh. But I again, I think a lot of a, a lot of those people on the chat who say that London will finish eleventh, um, I think Castleford will be looking over their shoulder for most of the season. Yeah, I yeah. will go for eleventh, but I will not be surprised if they if they finish twelfth. Let's say that it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, and of course they're just. I mean, very very. We didn't do that. My apologies, I forgot to do this for for London. London have got a torrid first six games. Yeah, they've got the Saints yeah. away, Catalan at home, FC away, Wigan at home, Wire at home, Huddersfield at home. I mean, it's wow. almost like it. It's almost like it's planned, isn't it? Welcome to Super League London. Yeah. As for as for Castleford, again, some tri- again a difficult start for Castleford. You know, Wigan at home first. Then they go to Salford away, which, you know, we'll get to Salford next week. Uh, they might not be, you know, they, they probably might fancy that one. Warrington away, uh, Huddersfield at home, then Catalan away, and then Leeds at home. So, again, really tricky fixtures for Castleford to start the season. What we will say in, in completion, I myself see him as 11th as well. Make sure you get down to uh, the jungle this weekend. Of course, it's the Paul McShane testimonial versus Huddersfield. Uh, I think any neutral would agree. Paul McShane has been a great servant yes. to the game of rugby league and uh, fully deserves to have a really good crowd at the jungle to celebrate yes, his uh, his testimonial. So please do get out there if you can and support Paul McShane. Right, we move now to the team that finished 10th last season, um, Hull FC. Um, again, uh, another testimonial to to just quickly announce on this one. Of course, it's the Scott Taylor uh, testimonial this weekend against Wigan. Again, another yeah. great servant to this game, Scott Taylor. Make sure that you get out and support Scott. Right, let's uh, let's summarise this then. Retained, um, a lot of names here that you that that you know in the Hull FC ranks. Um, Texoy needs a big season. I'm just going to start there. Texoy for me flattered to deceive last year. Uh, would you agree, Greg? Yes, he was disappointing last season. Yeah, he yeah. came with a huge fanfare, and in flashes, was very very good. First couple of games of the season was very very good. I think being fair to him, he took he took quite a serious knock, um, which seemed to affect his game. But yeah, I, I'm hoping 
Uh, I'm hoping that he, he can show what he can do this season, Texoy. Fair enough. Uh, Joel, would you agree with the sentiment, Texoy needs to be better? Yeah, I, I feel for him, though. Uh, you know, he, he's only a great player when he's on a great team. Um, so, yeah, let's let, let's hope that he has a better season because he came with all the promise and there was nothing. No, and, and you know, for me... Um... I put Davy Little at fullback before I put Texoy at fullback. Personally, I think Davy Little last season was grew um, yeah. into the season wonderfully. Uh, really, yeah. really good. Um, Tim of Harvey, we know class, but father time is ticking. I thought Liam Sutcliffe superb. Darnell McIntosh, of course, as well. Thought Scott when he was in and out was good. Veliki Kapani, there you go. <laughs> um, you know that was your Azatazi moment, mate. It was indeed. Uh, halfbacks, I think we'd all hope that Jake Truman, Truman remains injury-free. Box office, Jake Truman. Really was yeah. getting into his groove last year before that injury took him out of the season. Uh, so we wish Jake well. Danny Houghton, of course, getting the captaincy. Good shout as far as that's concerned. Uh, we're going to get to the props in a minute. Uh, but you can, you know, the likes of Brown, Garner, Starbly there, they're not going to pull bright many people. But we'll get to the incomings in a minute. Um, I think one of the things that I would say to you both is that, you know, Greg, we've been doing this now for, for quite a few years. A couple of years back, we were talking about the plethora of, of, of fullbacks that, that we had in the league. I think a few seasons before that, we were talking about the hookers that we had in the yeah. league. That, you know, we had real good quality um, hookers. I have to say, the back row, the back rows of Super League teams this season, I mean, it's not the, gla- yeah. the glamour positions, but actually, no. if you look at the back rowers that yeah. are in these squads this year, wow. <laughs> the engine, the, the back row is the engine room. Yeah. That's the engine room. That yeah. That's that's the bit that's, that stands back and dictates. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 no, yeah, we've got some great, we've got some great back rowers in, in Super League this season. Yeah, Joe, I mean, like, you know, they just fall off. I mean, Sal, <laughs> Fash, I mean, Brad Fash, the mullet to be feared. Uh, Cater, Lane, uh, again, yeah. you hope that those two have, have good seasons. And, of course, Jack, uh, Jack Jepson and, and Charlie Seavers. Well, we uh, we need, Hall need an injury-free season to their players. You know, you know, you know people say that, that Hall flattered to deceive, but over the last four or five years, the injuries they've had to players that have been coming through, you know, they've had more than the fair share of injuries. Um, they've been really, really unlucky with, and at yeah. key times of the season as well. Yeah. No, you, you, and to, to the young, the young players coming through. You know, it's it's been it's been unfair, really. It has been unfair, mate. It has been unfair. Didn't Mickey Sal get a bit of a, an injury scare though? One, one, he, he yeah. A bit, yeah. 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 Yeah, they have had. I mean, obviously, Kate Elaine, they've had their injury problems over yeah. the years. And you're right, mate. You know, there's, there's some of these players who who need a pro and Truman, obviously, another one. They need a yeah. season where they're, they're, they're injury free. There's no doubt about that. We need a good Hull FC. They, they uh, just the, seem, they the just camp. seem, Hull FC for the last four or five seasons just seem to have been getting going, getting momentum. Yeah. And then they've had one or two injuries to key players. And it, it's derailed the season, and the fans must be, you know, they, they must they must wonder which black cat they ran over on the way into work. Yeah, right, Joe. We'll, we'll I'll start with you, mate. Let's look at the lost in game. And so, in terms of, of course, good, uh, you know, good, good pro over the years, Paul uh, Tamer's career, of course, Connor Wynn and Adam Swift, who of course has come to you, replaced by Jack Walker, 
who we saw in dispatches last year. And Liam Tyndall, who's got the number two shirt. Now, don't get me wrong, I think that Tyndall would, if they go with Hoy at fullback, would be behind Davey Litton. I'd be very, very surprised if he if he wasn't. Yeah. Um yeah. but but from your perspective, looking at this, um stronger or weaker in the back line, the the lost and gained. Um I would say had they kept Swifty, it would have been much stronger. Yeah. Because they'd have bolted to it. Um I, I don't think there actually is a um, a gain or a loss here. I think it's a bit of a stalemate, to be honest with you, because the recruitment's good, but the retention wasn't great either. Well, they've retained a lot of the backs. They, they have retained a lot of the backs. Greg, would you say they've strengthened or weakened in the in the backs? Um, you know, I'd kind of, I'd kind of go with Joel on this. I think it's kind of a much of a muchness. Fair if enough. I'm being honest, I, I think if they'd a if it gets Adam Swift, I think you're right. I mean, he, that that guy can move. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's much of a muchness. If I'm being honest, he's got all their tries, doesn't he? He's got everything for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, yeah well, much of a muchness. We'll move on to halfbacks. Obviously, Jake Clifford set you know was quality. I think for probably two thirds of the season. I think once he announced he was heading back to the RL, I saw a big drop off there. Joel Overdoer. Uh, on his day, could be you know pretty unpredictable to be fair. Um, mm. But you know he, he's moved on. Ben McNamara also, of course, moved on. Yeah, in to replace them, Morgan Smith, who had glimpses last year for Wakefield Trinity, and of course Ferranu Brown, uh, a new player here coming into to Super League. Uh, here he is. Uh, here's the lad, 29 years of age. Uh, you know, six foot. He's a big lad. 56 NRL appearances in his time. Uh, played for Cronella, Canterbury, West Tigers and Newcastle. 11 tries. Of course, people will remember him from his stint at Featherstone in 2021 yeah. when he played 25 times, scored 16 tries and, and kicked 12 goals. And of course, he's represented Samoa and New Zealand at international level. That's uh, Farainu Brown. Um, I mean, it's fair to say when you look at, you look at the halfbacks, he needs to hit the ground running. I mean, you know, it, it's fair to say in his short tenure that Jake Clifford became a little bit of a fan's favourite at the mm. MKM Stadium. There's going to be a lot of pressure on that number seven. Uh, and if Jake Truman was to, God forbid, have his injury concerns again in 2024, is there enough in that half-back? You know, we just saw a few moments ago the, the likes of uh, Miller, um Richardson and Milnes at Castleford. Yeah. What what's our thoughts thoughts around the, the half backs at um at Hull? I quite like it. I think it's actually yeah. good. I think Brown yeah. and Truman, that's gonna be uh I think that'll be a great partnership if it hits off. Um Fernando Brown's actually probably one of me uh the one I'm probably the most interested about to see how he goes. Because his his NRL experience is vast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as Joel says, if Brown and as you said, if Brown can hit the ground running, they can get a partnership going early doors. That's that's quite exciting for Hull fans. Yeah. Um. Again, Truman's got to stay injury free. Is is more is Morgan Smith the guy that will 
will he will he gel with with Bram? We don't, we don't know, do we? But I think yeah, it's something to be excited about, providing that they can they can hit it off and provided they can work together, and 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 Brown hits the ground running straight away. Yeah, but if he don't, yeah, if they, I mean, they do. It's that, huge. That's quite an exciting partnership. It, well, it is. They need to keep. I think for for Hull FC, I think for Hull, for Hull FC to hit playoffs this year, which is a big ask. I think that's a big ask. But if they were, it's going to be dependent on seven and six playing. Yeah, pretty much every game. I think yeah, if, they, if they suffer, if they, if either of them, well, one we need Brown hitting the ground running, the transition to be right. But I think if either of them were to miss. Um, large periods of the season. I think mean, that's going to really hinder their opportunities of getting into the, the playoffs. Obviously, Brad uh, yeah. Dwyer has gone off to, to Warrington. Then we come into the props. And this is, I think this is fascinating, the props. Really, really fascinating. Um, you know, Herman Assisi. A lot of, a lot of clubs were interested in Assisi. 29-year-old Samoan and New, excuse me, New Zealand international. 129 NRL appearances. He's represented the Bulldogs, the Brancos, the Knights, the Titans and the Dolphins. So he's been around. Um, yeah. You know, he's a big, big, big unit. Um, and like I say, a lot of people were interested in him. Franklin Pelly, um, he's he had a really good game. I'm led to believe in the in the warm up game. Uh, he's man of the match actually. Uh, yeah. Again, huge. I believe a lot of talk that he's doing extra extra training to make sure that he's that he's match fit uh, going into the game. But again. You know, 23 years of age, this lad. This, this this lad, if he's the real deal at 23, this could be a name that that, that, that lasts long in, in, in the memory. And then, of course, in the back row, I mean, Jack Ashworth has been brought in as well. Yeah. Uh, mustn't forget uh, mustn't forget Jack Ashworth. Uh, and then uh, Jaden Ockenbohr. I'm presuming that's the... Uh, forgive me if I've got that right uh, or wrong. Uh, or wrong. <laughs> or wrong. But again, second rower, only 26. NRL experience with the Bulldogs. Um, he's a New South Wales Cup winner in 2018. Six foot five, 17 stone second rower. Yeah. Um, and when he's fit, I'm led to believe he's a meter, a meter making machine. So, in the spirit of what I was saying about Castleford a minute ago, unknown quantities in a CC Pele and Ockenbohr, it's the opposite. The, these have got a bit of pedigree behind them, uh, the yeah. big unit. Uh, and if and let's be fair, we, we're massive fans of Tony Smith. He very seldom, you know, last year was about temperature and getting players in and out. These are his players. He very seldom gets it wrong, Tony Smith. Um, it's quite an exciting... I think you talked about Brown being exciting for him, Joel. They've lost Chris Satai. Taylor, of course, has retired. Savelio's gone. Is yeah. it fair to say that what has come in, age profile, the rest of it, that they've strengthened in the forward line massively. If you if you look at uh, your three props, you would automatically, due to game time, put Jack Ashworth as down as being like just a okay signing. But I'm telling you, if he gets game time, he is going to be brilliant. He'll be a great replacement for Chris Satai because our gutter that Jack went because. He is massive. He's a unit, yeah. and he runs quick. He runs hard. He, he gives hundred and ten percent every time. Um, I'm, it's a shame he didn't get game time out of this field, um, but I think he's a great sign. Uh, Franklin Pillar. Well, he'll get he'll get game time this year, mate, won't he? 
Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, as long as you can yeah, stay injured, yeah. you'll be getting it. Yeah, for sure. And then Pelly as well, another great signing. He's going to be a great, great addition there. Um, I'd say for Scott Taylor, probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Greg, the yeah, big unit, I agree. All, of, all of them are big units, mate. The, the oh, mate, I, if, if Truman and, and Brown can combine and can make this, and, and you know, these guys can make the space, they're going to cause some trouble hole this season. Mm-hmm. Um, again, players staying fit. These guys, you know, this this Ockenbore, he's a big guy. Um, if he stays fit, he can scatter some players. Um, you know, he he is he's another one I'm looking forward to seeing play. I really am. I think he's he could be an absolute star. He really could. He's he, he's got the potential to be a good a, a, an absolute star. But you know the the, the you know. It, Chris Satai, we like Chris, Chris Satai here. Um, he was a great player, and Scott Taylor's been a great professional. But I think yeah. in, in that, in that, in those three props that they brought in, you know that that is a they are great additions to this squad. Really great additions. Well, the bookies, the bookies see him as eighth, eighteen to one. Uh, Gary, Gary Schofield uh, as well. I think he's gone eighth uh, for. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's gone eight for, for for Hull FC. The starting six fixtures for Hull FC: KR, of course, mouthwatering at home. Uh, yeah. Then Warrington away. Then London at home. Catalan away. Lee at home, and then KR away. They're playing KR twice in the first six rounds. Yeah. Um, I, I I actually agree. I I actually think Hull will improve on their tenth showing last season. I I think I think eighth for for Hull. Um, what's your thoughts, Greg? Um, I, I think again, a lot depends on injuries with Hull. There's, they've yeah. been really, really unlucky with injuries over the last four or five years. I think they'll finish above tenth. I, I'm going to, if that pack fires, yeah, those halves fires. I, I can see them threatening the top six. Um, but I'm going to put them at seventh. You're putting them a place higher than me, seventh. Yeah. What about yourself, Joe? I'm I'm going to go eighth, um, and and I'm only seeing eighth and not a bit higher, uh, due to the fact that we don't know for sure how these partnerships are going to work and yeah. how the spine work. If the spine clicks and the back rows and the props do their jobs, we may see Hull back in the playoffs. Uh, but that is an outside chance, and it ha- they all have to fire um, on all cylinders. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna, I agree. I'm gonna put them at eight because they're definitely gonna go better this year for sure. I, I think I think I think Joel, if 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 that squad and Dave, if that squad stays together for, for two or three years, I think they could be a real threat. Yeah. With a couple of additions. Fair enough. But I reckon what did I say seventh? I reckon you said seventh. seventh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'll get Steph's uh in the chat. Right, we're gonna have to move it. We've we'll been going for a while here tonight. That, that delay didn't help us. Uh, right. Okay. We go to Huddersfield. Um, Ian Watson says uh, they're ahead of where they were this time last year. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Joel, you're going to have free reign in a minute. Um, obviously, you know, before we get to Joel, Greg, uh, I think me and you would say that Watson has to hit the ground running. Oh, surely. Surely. He could be one of the biggest tits for the early casualty in the coaching role if this doesn't go right. 
Yeah, uh, well, yeah, no disrespect. I think Ian Watson is a great coach. Yeah. Um, But I think, and probably Joel will know better than we do, but I, I think probably he's maybe skirted with losing his job over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it's been in the back of his mind and maybe Huddersfield have thought we'll give we'll give him a bit of time. Yeah. Yeah, he has to he's gotta prove himself this year. Because I think so. he's I think so. you know, well, we'll go to Joel about, about the team, but I think he has to he has to improve this year. They have to do better this year, they have to put the performances in. They they've not done nearly good enough over the last couple of seasons. And I think Joel will probably agree with us on that one. Joel? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, last season, we were tipped to be quite high. I, I know I, myself. I, I, I tipped tipped you, yeah, I tipped you top six. Yeah, well, and it was one of the first times in a very long time I, I tipped my own team to be top three. and I, I genuinely have not done that in a very long time. Um, it, it, we, on paper, had probably one of the best squads we've ever had. And we may have, on paper, had one of the best squads in the league. Um, I go as far to say, but clearly it didn't work and it, it wasn't good. Um, this year it's the opposite. I've kind of tipped ourselves to be quite low. But after seeing what I've seen from some of the players in the pre-season friendlies, um, and I'm not talking about the scores, I'm just talking about how they've played the performances. I, I'm a bit more optimistic than I was, so I've put ourselves a little bit higher than what I did last week. Are you going to tell us where you think you'll finish then? Uh, yeah, so I've, I've I've got us in eighth. You can't have you in eighth. You've just given us full in eighth. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. no, um, sorry, seventh. Sorry, seventh. Seventh. So you're going seventh. Yes. Which, which would be... Uh, an improvement of two places on last season. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I said eighth because I had Hull in tenth, but I wanted to put Hull up another, another place up because I think Salford will finish a bit lower, but I know that's a bit that's for another time. But yeah, okay. um yeah, I've got us in I've got us in eighth. Okay, you got so you got us in eighth. So you so you're going what? You're going Hull ninth? Sorry, seventh, seventh, seventh. Seventh, you're going seventh, right, okay. Right. Okay. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, look, I mixed it up last minute. Sorry, it's, we it's tamed... nearly bedtime, mate. I'm, I'm it is nearly bedtime. <laughs> look, we 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 we, we tamed as a who's who. I mean, you know, Connor, Masters, and Agama. I mean, obviously, Father Time is ticking on on Nagama. Bibby, Ash Goulden, who you know, I hope he stays fit. I like Ash Goulden. I think he's, he's really yeah. good for the game. Speaks well as well. Speaks well as Ash Goulden. You know, Lola yeah. Hay goes without saying. Ollie Russell's a quality player um, as well. Good kicking game when he's on. Um, Adam Milner, of course, nine. Interested to see how much game time Kieran Rush gets. Probably not a lot when we get to the to the gains. Again, the props. Chris Hill, five time again. Great, great player, great career. But it's another year on for Chris Hill. Uh, but again, you look down that list. I mean, a big blow losing Owen Trout. We'll get to that in a minute. But again, big, big prop forwards. Retained a lot of them. Back row again. You, know, you look at that. Hewitt, Yates, Rushton. I like Harry Rushton. Uh, Good yeah. Joe. You know, good pro for Huddersfield over the years. Levette, hopefully injury free. Sam also, they've got you know, in terms of depth, depth of squad. You know, while some of those players would never get into a Wigan Saints team, I'll just say it as it is. In terms of a depth of squad, um, 
they can they can pretty much soak up some injuries can can Huddersfield with that squad and not really have a massive detriment. I mean, there's a few key players in there that they did miss, but you know, especially in the props and the back row, some real some real versatility in there. But let's get into lost and gained. Joel, I'll let you, as it's your team, you can take the lead on these. So, Will Price gone. Jermaine McGilvery um, gone in his senior, gone. Replaced by Swift and Wallace. You've, yeah. As much as you've got, and rightly so, a lot of respect, uh, as we all have for Jermaine McGilvery. Um, improved, would you say? Um, I, I would, and I say it with a very heavy heart, because, as you know, McGilvery, I've always, always viewed him as one of uh, our stalwarts, our one of our best players we've probably ever had, certainly on, on in a wing position. Um, but, you know, he'd say himself, he's coming towards the end of his career, of his age. So... I wouldn't have got rid of him, but I'd have certainly um, maybe had him in less games um, and, and, and rotated a bit more, I'd probably say. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm happy that Senior's gone. Yeah. Um, I make no bones about that. Um, Will Price, he obviously, he was a talent, but he wanted to go. So he was, yeah. there's no point trying to keep someone who doesn't necessarily want to be there. Um, but having Wallace and Swift come in, I would say that is a major improvement. We've really, really struggled on the outside backs. Well, I mean, this graphic here uh, tells tells the story a little bit in terms of Adam Swift. I mean, obviously, there's a five-year age difference to begin with, but look at the tries last year. I mean, he yeah. went on, I think it was something like a seven or eight-game try-scoring run uh, that was that was simply sensational. Uh, but yeah, you know, 19 tries, two assists. You, know, you look at it meters, obviously 24 appearances played 13. But you know, Swift is the real deal, mate. He, he really is. And if you can get, you know, and he scored three at the weekend, if 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 Adam Swift brings his second half of the season form to Huddersfield, as great a servant as Jermaine McGilvery has been, and he has been an incredible servant, there's yeah. no arguing. It's a massive, massive plus. Massive. Yes. If 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 five years ago you'd have put Jermaine McGillory five years ago up against the Swift of today, you'd be picking Jermaine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all day long, I think. Um, but I, I think that is a great, great transfer bit of transfer business there. Swap over. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So yeah, better in the backs. Now we'll go to the half backs. Theo Farge didn't fire for Huddersfield. I mean, you know, we'll get to Catalan in two weeks' time, but mm-hmm. if ever there was a player that needs a big season, it's Theo Farge at Catalan because since he's come to you from Saints, I think he's flattered to deceive a little bit, well below his personal standards. Adam Clune, of course, his replacement, 28, 47 and an hour appearances for St. George in Newcastle. Um, thoughts on him, Joel? Uh, Adam Clune is a great organiser. Um so he's he's going to really fill fill them shoes well. Um, it's a shame because Tio, he, he played most of his best games when he wasn't on TV. Um, yeah. When he played, should I say, his kicking game infield was was brilliant. You know that, that's that's never lost. He just he's just too injury prone. Um, if it, uh, if I had the the option of having a good player 
who's going to play every game of the season, as opposed to the best player in the world who's only going to play half a season, I picked the good player because consistency is key in in, in today's Super League. Um, so Adam Clunes is, is a great replacement, and and his organisational skills they're going to be second to none. Fair enough. Fair enough. Greg improved in in the halves. Would you say with Clune? Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think uh, the backs. I think the backs a lot more pace in Swift and Wallace. Adam Clune, as Joel says, can organise, can can lead a team around the park. Yeah, I, I think where you might struggle, and, and you you may disagree with me here, Joel, but I, th- I think you may struggle in the pack. You've lost some big players there in the pack. Um, you probably know more than I do. Savalio is a great player on his day, but you know you've got Chris McQueen, Josh Jones, who've gone. The big, they, the, the big ones, Trout, mate. Yeah, the, Trout. The, the, the big ones, Trout. Yeah, that, that's a that was a big blow losing Trout. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. I don't know, Joel. I mean, where, where do you think in the pack you've got some yeah. you've got some good forwards there, but you've got some aging forwards. Yeah, but then again, you know, you've got the likes of Hugo Slabio. If he can, let, let's just yeah. ignore the tackle. Let's ignore the tackle. Um, it, yeah. He was, you know, he's, he's a good prop and he's, he's, he's got a bit of speed to say he's such a big human being. Um, and then you've got the likes of Jack Murchie. Um All right, he might not be as physically as big as, as, as some that we've had, uh, but what he does bring is pace and, and power. Mm-hmm. And, and he's a try scorer, um, which is good. So for me, that he, he would be a good replacement for your Josh Joneses and your, uh, I'd say your, yeah, your Chris McQueens. Yeah, he's, he's not got the size though, has he, of a McQueen or a Jones? No, but um, you, you look at well, McQueen wasn't the biggest of, of of back rowers, but the pace he ran at, yeah, you know, it, it was blistering, and and he, and he could break tackles, and I think that's what Jack Murchie brings. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think you know it's it's it, from the outside. I, I agree with you over uh, Salabio. I, I think I saw enough of him last season uh, to think that uh, that could actually be a very astute signing, uh, Salabio. Um, well, let's hope so. Yeah, time will tell on that. But I do think then come later on in the season when when uh, Sevillio's back from injury, and if if he can stay injury free, it might be a great. Um, Fresh bit of um of player for us when yeah. the old ones start to flag a little bit, so it might be a blessing in disguise for us. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be. It might be. Um, I mean, that, that's the one thing with Savalio. He's an absolutely super. I, I, I've got a lot of time for Savalio, but he does tend to get injured a lot. Yeah, and time's ticking with him. I mean, it's one of them, and it, it it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And I think for me, my concern, if I have a concern, is. Um, it, it is. I mean, they brought in a bit of youth. Don't get me wrong, but you look down that list. There's, there's a bit of age in there now as well uh, yeah. for Huddersfield uh, going into the new year. We bigged them up last year. Um, we got we got bitten on that. I think both myself and Greg put them high last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had top six last season. Easily in the top six. I think I put me. Yeah. I think yeah. I might have been put in top four. Maybe in top three. I can't remember. Uh, and they just caught us completely. By surprise, they just didn't. Yeah, they didn't flourish. Uh, first six from Lee away, tough start. Great game though. 
that's the one I'm watching. I'm not watching the Salford Leeds game. That's the game I'm watching. Uh, mm-hmm. Saint Helens uh, at home. Then we're going to wait three really tough starting games. Then they go to Cass. Then they're at home to KR before going to London away. Um, yes. I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I'm 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 putting your ninth, and and I can't believe I'm doing that. But but based on what happened last year. Based on the brand of rugby, we know that Watson plays, and I get your point on what's happened in the in the two warm up games. But is he going to play that style against? So just to put the in the picture boys. a little bit. So, as an example, and Jake Connor, yeah, he's lost fourteen kilos compared to last season. Yeah. Um, Twilola here has also, I, I believe, has lost at least ten kilos. These are. Two guys that have, have dropped some massive weight and they are now a lot, lot fitter than what they were last season. And we've added pace to the to the 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 pack. Well, we've had a pace all, all around everywhere. So for, for me, that's what, what the one thing we've been lacking for for a few years is is proper out and out pace. I get that, mate. My concern is though, throughout last season, and I'll throw price in the mix last season, of course, now you've got Clune coming in. At no point last year did I see a team that a spine that was playing for the team. I Don't saw agree. the likes of Connor, Lollahea, Price, you know, these players last year, I thought from the outside looking in, they just wasn't gelling. It was like they wanted their own ball at times. It was just it just wasn't it was like they were out trying to outdo each other as opposed to trying to play the team game. And, and I, forgive me if I'm wrong when I say that. That's what I felt when I watched them last year, they just wasn't knitted together. Uh, and if and it's for that reason, do I think, dare I say it, I had a team behind us, and I don't know, I'm not close enough to what to, to Woodersfield, but we've seen this at Warrington with Davil Powell. We've seen it in different, you know, we'll talk about yeah. it next week yeah. with Rowan Smith. We've seen this a lot where, you know, those players know, they will know that Watson's under pressure this season. And do you know what? If there are a few games in, be interesting. It will be very interesting to see what goes on. It, it, it's like you say, though, if the if the players hadn't have been behind Watson, maybe they'd gone sooner. Because it's quite maybe. clear from Warrington last season that they were not buying into the Daryl Powell project. No. Yeah. And the shades of that Huddersfield, mate, weren't there? With Watson. There was, but he, he kind of turned it round. What do you We've think, got Joe? the two perfect op- opening games to prove you know, that this is the Ian Watson side that he wants. If if we go again like we did last year, it may be the, the final season for him. It, yeah, I think so. I don't think I've, I've, I've not I've not said that up till present, but I think this is the this is now the make or break season. Not last year, this year. I agree. I don't think I'll see the end of the season, mate. I think if we get to the mid mid season and dare I say it, my prediction's right that you you're in and around Nine for or eight. I don't think that's going to be good enough. Well, I've gone Billy for eight. Gone. I've you've gone for eight. eight for Huddersfield. Yeah. So you've actually put them. So you you so you're like me, in the fact that you think Hull FC will leapfrog Huddersfield this year. Yeah, I've gone Hull seven. Tony Smith factor. Right. Sorry, Joel. Fair Huddersfield and eight. Of course. Cass and London are going to be yeah. in, in one of. I've got another team. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get to that one. Yeah, we'll yeah, get to yeah, that one yeah. next week. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, interesting, interesting. Joe, 
you know, as somebody who's been a part of Super League Raw now for a year and a bit, uh, you know, I hope I'm wrong. You deserve you deserve to have a smile on your face, mate. Uh, this season you've gone for a, a few, uh, certainly last year, a tough old year, as did we. Yeah. Uh, so nothing to give me great pleasure to be wrong, but like I say, I've just I've just got this nag. I've just got this nag in me, mate, that... Um... Uh, yeah, I, I think this team, like Hull, probably needs another season with a couple of additions next season. Because the backs, the back, you've got a, a quite a decent back line. I think you need to kind of like start now re- replenishing your forwards. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We we'll see. see. Yeah. That's really, yeah. proved us wrong last year. Lee proved us we, 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 wrong we last year, so we'll re- see. We need somebody who's going to replace Chris Hill. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big one, isn't it? Well, actually, we're yeah. hoping that Chris Hill is going to be a upcoming in conversation. Let's hope that that... That, that happens, that'll be an interesting in, in conversation. But it's been a long one tonight because, of course, we had that big section at the start about oh, we've not, not seen over winter. We had a bit of a delayed start. Obviously, we had to go through rule changes and, and other things. That won't be the case next week. We won't have as much news to, to get through. That always happens in the first Oh, we show. might do. We, we might never do. Know. But Super League Raw is back. Yes, a couple of teething problems. We'll get rid of those. But all in all, it's great to be back. Tuesday nights has just got a whole lot better, like we said. Steph Sale will be back with us next week uh, uh he'll be uh, casting his eye over the lee leopards and uh leeds rhinos salford and warrington they're the four teams next year next week sorry that we cast our eye over and any news in the interim that comes up but gentlemen we're going to bring this to a close joel lovely to see you mate uh we'll be seeing plenty of you over the course of the the season uh greg we're back we're back a pleasure back. to see you joel Indeed. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Take care of yourself, man. So, so yeah, make sure you catch in conversation tomorrow. Yeah, uh, but definitely. from myself, watch it. from Greg, uh, from Joel, thanks very much indeed for watching. We'll be back next week. And uh, as we always say, you can't beat a bit of weekly. See you next week, guys. Bye now.